Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, this is Jeff Parlin, and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Yes, good evening and welcome to yet another edition of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. Yes, it's the Jack Links Beef Jerky 365 Days of Sport Radio Show. It's Tuesday, it's 10 o'clock and that can only mean one thing. Get ready for two hours of jam-packed sports action, Rob. Oh, I'm just absolutely fired up. Can you hear me? Is, I can is hear it working? You. I've got the hang of this desk thing. Oh, good. I'm really, it's uh, about I'm, time. I'm moving uh, up in the world in terms of my technological abilities here at uh, Southern FM 88.3. Nice, good. I uh, like that. Stadium, yeah, yeah, station yeah. ID yeah, drop. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> That just rattled off effortlessly. I Have actually, you been the beef, man? You're, you're, you're all right? Look, it, all of a sudden, because I, I pretty fierce critique on your facial hair arrangement last yeah, week, yeah. and I walk in today and it's gone. Is that is that because of it me? It has gone. You're that insecure. One little comment from Roberto, <laughs> and it defines your physical appearance just like that. I think you know me better better than uh, most people by now, that mm-hmm. uh, that your comments had absolutely nothing to do with right. uh, the removal of the okay. one-foot-long beard. Yeah. Uh, no, there's um, a bit of a t- TV audition has come up, so oh, I thought I uh, look out. Here he goes. I might just sort of sneaks that in. Spruce myself up. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Well, I, just a casual TV audition. TV audition. Yeah. Uh, can in. you talk about it, or is it not worth? You can't talk about it. It's such. It's it's uh, confidential. Um, Privileged I, information. You and me have been through a few of these uh, kind yeah. of things, and I'm not counting any chickens. Okay. So uh, look, and there's lots of people out of work. They're desperate to get on uh, TV. So uh, I will let you know the further we go down the track. So. Maybe go count some koalas or something instead and see if that's of, of greater benefit. Is that a job? Uh, a, a job. Counting koalas? Um, no, I don't think. Um, it probably is somewhere. Someone's got to keep track of them. They do, do they do the tag and release, release on the koalas? Oh, I don't know. They're obviously, turtles they do. Yep. Um, uh, and a few crocodiles. I feel like a turtle will be less affected by a tag. Yeah. I think a koala's got to, it's going to be irritable. He's got to climb trees. Oh, definitely. And, and where do you tag him? On the air or something? Yeah, probably not. It could be something. On In fact, tail? how did they go about that? tagging without actually really hurting the animal with. They, they just go through some sort of period it's, it's, it's like getting your ears pierced is it I don't know if they do tags anymore do they they might do with cows and things because they're quite docile sometimes so I think they might with microchip cows. them no cows just get that big steel prong on the on the, <laughs> the, bra- the branding with the, the fiery <laughs> the arse brand don't they get that yeah yeah uh, no they also have ear Davison's tags. meat yeah yeah <laughs> future yeah yeah de- your future de- lunch yeah yeah just letting you know <laughs> yeah vegan friendly show oh, um, oh actually because we were off air for two months i forgot about there's uh, got to be a mountain of vegan news oh, there would through be. Beef i haven't well. even looked that up Rob. well that'll give you something to do in the tonight, yeah maybe. well of course with your bearded trim i've, all, I've gone for the uh, haircut option oh did myself. you well overdue i meant to get it before i was sort of pending around february march that it was overdue then and then of course lockdown happened and i can't yeah. get a haircut and uh, i'm a bit old too old to be cutting my own hair again although i'll tell you this i wonder in the barber shop on sunday oh you did go- i was gonna ask the question first and yeah, before yeah. you got into it, you actually went to the barber shop yeah. right. now it's a Second time I've been to this one. I walk in. The guy there has got a blazing mullet. So I'm in Thornbury, course. So it's not like an old school '80s mullet. It's Hipsterville, and this guy's actually turns out as a full blown Dungeons and Dragons geek, basically. But um, thinks he's a badass because he has a long neck on the way home, and he's got like full shaved, sort of Elvisish in the middle, and then just huge, massive oh. mullet in the back. See, I'd walk um, out if I see a barber that's got a horrendous haircut. Yeah, I'm off. Well, the the thing is, he's still got to do what you say. Right, and I wonder. Obviously, my hair is pretty longish. Yeah. Um, but because nowadays I can't 
can't grow it too long because it's a bit thinner on the top. So it starts looking very pedophilish as soon as the side starts really firing up there. Yeah. Crusty the Clownish, if that's a better image for you. Or equally worse. Sideshow Bob, you mean? Side, no, Crusty the Clown oh, okay. with the bald in the middle and the. Oh, yeah, you yeah, got yeah, yeah. Well, not quite that bad. So it, I obviously walk in there and he sees the long, longish hair and goes, oh, yeah, this guy's obviously one of me. Oh, no. <laughs> You think I'm one of you hipster lot, you've got another thing coming, my friend. Yeah. Anyway, lo and behold, he ch- chops away. He didn't take much off. I said, oh, yeah, a bit more than that. Uh, okay, okay, that looks about right. Get back to home to show Tess the new haircut. And she walks in and goes, oh, yeah. And she's sort of looking and looking a bit concerned. And she's like, oh, it's, it's much, much longer at the back than in the... Oh. Uh, he's secretly, without me noticing, <laughs> still giving you. me a mullet. <laughs> Just a stealth mullet from the head, the oh, hairdress from the barber shop. Beautiful. Like it's just ingrained that if you're in this part of Melbourne, you must have some form of mullet, even a sneaky mild one that you don't even know is there. Nice. So sure, she has to get the scissors out and chop off the back from oh, me. So. She, so she just, so, yeah. so she could have done it the whole thing in the first place. She was hesitant. I was strongly encouraging her. Look, you don't. With my, it doesn't matter. It's curly. You just hack away. Trust me. I did it for ten years. So I didn't pay for a haircut. No one notices. It's very funny. So, so and uh, can I ask how much this uh, hipster barber mulletizer? <laughs> 35 bucks <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, that's alright it's coming out of coming out of COVID he's been close for a month that's <laughs> yeah, alright oh that's true you've got to mm. think about these things Only, uh, I was but in- I'm not sure I'll be going back in oh, hurry, well, this is, or this- unless I just say now listen mate don't even try to sneak another mullet on oh. me because I've got eyes in the back of my once, head on this one once somebody wants to charge me 35 bucks for a go I'm not going back uh, <laughs> that's the fair comment <laughs> oh, I got- but you just get the old school short back in I kind of do yeah. Yeah. Um, 10 bucks I got pushed into going to uh, Dr. Follicle in Richmond Dr. Follicles oh yeah he's a bit posh you know you're in trouble when there's no prices on the wall right I'm, I'm old school that way okay anyway this is one of those barbers Pr- prices where prices on the wall that just I think well because that will imply that there's designated sort of archetypes of haircut yeah, well no, I don't mean you know that well actually the old school barbers I do the old there's a flat top fee and a yeah. you know beard trim and all that mm-hmm. anyway uh, this one of these barbers that uh, they'll nip to the bottle shop for you so you can have a beer oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. as you know I don't drink so this rendered the beer side of things rather useless yeah so I didn't even get my uh, beers value in okay. the haircut and the inc- is included in the price you think is it I, I think so they, they yeah ingra- well, and built I, it in. I'm going to tell you how much it cost and this haircut I read Reckon was eight minutes. Yeah, I think because I looked and I kind of worked it out. Okay, fifty dollars. Oh no, fifty dollars. Yeah, and this is someone who I can tell you has very little regard for how he looks. Oh, definitely. Yeah. There's absolutely no need for me to spend fifty dollars. Yeah. I wouldn't spend fifty dollars on haircuts in a year, let alone. Well, uh, I only have one haircut a year generally. Oh dear. Yeah, I didn't realize maybe that. two a year of late, but um, yeah, this one was was near on a year. I think. Of late. Okay, it starts as I said, very pedophilish. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think I know why. Well, but it's because when I was a young lad, right, I was yeah. about 13. Don't don't be alarmed, people. I'm not traumatised or, or interfered with in any way. Oh. But I was very nearly, when I, it was Christmas time. What, you were very uh, nearly it, interfered it, with? It was, very nearly, yes. Whoa. Well, it was Christmas time. It was I was in the middle of the city in Auckland, and I was uh, working, I was actually working for my dad. I went across to lunch to a giant bookstore called Whitcalls, oh. in the corner of Queen of Victoria Street in Auckland CBD. And I was reading a book. I remember the book. It was a friend's 
you know that show Friends. Yeah, it was a scripted thing of all their shows, sort of. Wow, and I was that reading would have been exciting. Uh, oh, so I was about 13, 13, 14 maybe. And this guy wandered by, and um, uh, his hands weren't uh to be seen anywhere than you know. Oh, okay. And heavily breathing on my shoulder as he walked by. His haircut was like that. Okay. So anyway, I I should have told the police, <laughs> but I, I I just sort of made it, got out of there, and I kept an eye on him, and he went one way, and I went the yeah. other. But he was very yeah. It's, I still obviously remember it quite clearly. Clearly, obviously, yeah. And it was uh, 26 years ago. Mm. But that's why I refer to that haircut. Okay. As, as long as you can back up your story, that's that's it's the a main true thing. story. It obviously is. Yeah. Obviously is. I was the victim. I'm, I'm a potential vic- victim. I, I, I'm a potential victim. Well, still, it was kind of pretty gross. Oh, that type of thing generally is. Yeah, but anyway, I'm still intact. I see uh, New Zealand. New Zealand's got COVID again, Rob. Oh, they got two cases, I think. Thanks to the Brits. <laughs> is that Brit- oh, was it? And then I, I don't know what the deal was, but I, th- I think they arrived in Wellington. I don't know where they arrived, but they came through Australia okay. as well. Doha, Australia, over to New right. Zealand. But um, they were coming for a family funeral. Okay. So um, And then they had to they either had to get from Wellington to Auckland or Auckland to Wellington, but they, uh, they weren't allowed to go out of their car. Oh, okay. And this might be completely wrong. This is, this is, this is based on a Facebook. Facebook comment, <laughs> and they managed to get from Auckland to Wellington in one tank of gas because they weren't allowed to get out of the car to fill the tank, which is like a nine-hour drive. That's a weird one. Yeah, it's like a nine-hour drive. So I'm not sure if they managed to somehow they managed to do that, but yeah. there's a lot of talk about that apparently. Okay, so, so uh, thanks to the Brits leading the world again, getting yeah. COVID back into well, New Zealand. Well, they were they were at zero. That was all. I know. Up. They were partying. Twenty-four days. They were no new cases. I would. I wouldn't. I miss two people. I wouldn't worry about it. Well, the, isolate them. The worst thing is now they were on three flights uh, and they've they've been tested positive so everyone on these flights has to be uh, has contacted. to be tested and quarantined and everything else um donald trump did you see this statement today i didn't see is it uh, fresh hot off the press is it hot off the press today yeah. are you ready for this i'm ready buckle in rob if we stop testing if we start testing right now we'd have very few cases <laughs> if any <laughs> I think that's Trump's answer to everything now. What is he trying to imply with that? If if we stop testing right now, we'd have very few. Yeah, I think is he trying to say would there have been like despite of whether they tested or not, he feels that just the, by the vibe by Marbo that they would have <laughs> the cases wouldn't continue exponential yeah. growth in any if, rapid way. They'll just deplete just just based on the vibe. Based on the vibe, but also yeah. based on the fact is obviously all the cases that come up with COVID mm. are people that have tested positive. So if you don't test them, how can they test positive? That's Trump's theory. Okay. If you don't test, it doesn't exist. Right. Even though they've had um, yeah, I mean, look, ten thousand. Are, are we really died? surprised at this point in time? No, I mean, not. he's Absolutely. also. I, I still think the idea of injecting yourself with Ajax was. <laughs> Just as insane, or whatever I was talking about. Do you know the, the worst thing is? Mm. I think ten people actually did. Right, bleach. Yeah, they ingested bleach. Okay, and then he claimed about two days later it was a joke. It, it wasn't like some sort of uh, jackass style challenge stunt. Oh. Can they pull it off? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. It, and people were been pretty bored at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Worth trying. I, I don't think I'd ever be bored enough to drink bleach to uh, get rid of a pandemic. Mm. Yeah. No, I have to say his leadership is, um, it wasn't going well to start with, but it's its really gone to some sort of all-time low. Yeah, where as as just, we talked about last week, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly right. It's, uh, it started off okay. You know, it was a bit of a shock <laughs> Was it okay? I think well, people were willing to give him a chance. Yeah. Even I mean, Dave Chappelle's famous monologue from SNL, he says his, his quote was, look, if you give us a chance, we'll give you one or something. 
something like that. That's what he said. And he says he regrets saying that. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to be hopeful. Yeah. He's trying to be positive. No, I think he's now been found out mm. as an absolute well, and, and, and he's not even pretending to be a president anymore. Oh, no. No. I think I, he, he wants out, I reckon. I think he's done. I only think you're probably on the money there because I think he just realised that why am I doing this? Yeah. Even the circus act isn't worth it. No, I mm. absolutely agree. Mm. And the fact is, that at the end of the day, he only did it to beat Hillary in the elections anyway, and she's not running mm. this time round. So, you know, who's he going to beat? All that resulted in with those two head to head was the lowest voter turnout in history, I think. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Do you know what I found out this weekend? I'd like to know. I don't know. I've actually now seen Rob, yeah. the world's fastest Indian. Oh, you have seen it. I have seen absolutely. it. Absolutely loved it. It was a good film, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I probably shouldn't have turned it up so much. If you just casually watched it, you'd really enjoy it. But it's a, uh, I, I love that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it is a good film. A few laughs. Yeah, a few laughs in yeah, there. Andy yeah. Hopkins, obviously, because uh, yeah. I read a little bit extra after watching the film. Yep. And obviously, it's not a one-off thing. It was a kind of... Uh, yeah, he returned several times. Oh, ten times. Yeah, and yeah. It's, uh, yep. Is that based, that's based on his first time, though, isn't it? No. Or is it kind of a, a it's a sort of a... It's a composite of composite all of ten of yeah, what right. records he set along the way and everything yeah. else. Yeah. But yeah, it is a fascinating film. And the fact is, a lot of the premises is, is absolutely spot on. It's true. Mm. You know, he did race in his business pants yeah. and a shirt and uh, phenomenal what the guy did. And did he not en- enroll properly the first time or something like that? I can't that? find out that information, but I okay. think he probably did. I think it's it's it. annual. So he yeah. did it, yeah. So. Actually, he did it twice a year, the um, oh, Speed right. Week. So uh, okay. phenomenal. And now that, that bike... Mm is uh, based in a hardware store down in, um, where's he from, Dunedin? No, Invercargill. 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 Yeah, where they have the uh, Scottish, strong Scottish influence mm. down in the south of the south because they could handle the cold yeah. weather. So that's why they end up with a strong R. So if you're down in the south of New Zealand, it's the only major altercation you'll, uh, alteration you'll hear <laughs> in the... Um, There's probably a few altercations uh, there that way as well. I'm sure here and there. Alteration of the white New Zealand accent. Right. So, um, yeah, no, it is, to anyone who hasn't seen World's Fast Indian, and I'm sure there's not many people out there. I was probably the last one on the planet to watch it. It is, uh, yeah, it's, it is a good watch. It does um, rumble along, and there's no dead bits in it, really. And for someone who has very short attention span for yeah. anything that's not uh, specifically sport, like real sport related, yeah. are you starting to feel like you, your soul is engaged again as things um, start, or still not? Nah? Because well, we, nothing's really going for you, is it? Like nothing you really like is going. No. Aussie Rules started. Yeah, I, I, I didn't watch one game. Nor me. Um, oh, Third- I saw a bit of the Richmond game. 36 all. Yeah. 36 all. Yeah. What's going on there? It, it was, yeah, it wasn't a very good game. Oh, well, no, it was just it was just very defensive. Collingwood got out to a bit of a flyer, and then they just sort of shut up shop and just tried to shut them down the whole rest of the game, and they couldn't get any flow, yeah. nothing. Eddie Maguire was blaming the ball, I saw. I saw, I heard something like that. Oh, said I just the ball, it it's the Sharon. He said, it's the balls are wrong. Not sure about that. No. It, well, they also did have shortened the quarters, so you get 20 minutes less play. <laughs> that's not. But you'll get a game that's 50-odd to 30-odd. Not 120 to 90 or something? Yeah, there was something like Hawthorne got destroyed, 107 to... 40 odd hmm. it's just one of those games we don't need a review and go everything's nah, all wrong no we don't it's just 36 a, or is pretty horrendous it was more like a women's game Ooh. no but they have those sort of scores they do They, in fact that's, that's a, not derogatory that's a high score. I'm just saying that that's the sort of scores they have and defy me with, with statistics if you like but you'll, I'm not see, you'll you. see that I'm exactly right um, but 
there was rugby started back this weekend in New Zealand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super rugby, I can't, what my, how do I say it? Aratea, no? Aratearoa. Aratearoa, yeah. The Blues versus Hurricanes, 43,000 fans turned up. It was a sellout. Who have been fired up. That's I didn't the, know that. That's the wow. highest super rugby crowd in New Zealand for 15 years. Right. Because people were very desperate to go and watch some rugby. So, uh, yeah, cracking game. And uh, in the other game, the old Highlanders and Chiefs, what transpired is a last-minute drop goal. Yeah. Now, Warren Gatland at the X Wales coach is coaching the uh, the Chiefs, mm. but his son plays for the Highlanders, and Bryn Gatland oh. kicked the drop goal in I the last minute to beat his dad's team, which is quite phenomenal. And apparently, uh, uh, Bryn Gatland came off the bench and uh, didn't even tell his old man he was playing. Right. That's a bit of inside intel. <laughs> I saw uh, I saw headlines floating around, but I didn't read that yeah. particular story. What, who won in the Blues game? Uh, the Blues did, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Blues. Did Daniel Carter play? No. Didn't okay. make the side. I don't know whether he's just not fit enough or yeah. whatever but it's quite interesting because Bowden Barrett was at fullback okay instead of fly half so uh, so they, I, they're preparing for it already I think so yeah, yeah. Um, that's going to be great I actually might watch just because of that well mm. worth it the Cantabs will be hating it it'll be Ooh. like it's the ultimate betrayal yeah um, I'll tell you what has started in New Zealand actually it's probably started right now and they're, they are absolutely going off their What's that? collective rockers in New Zealand the New Zealand Badminton League has just started and every match is live on Sky Sports New Zealand. Who's watching the badminton? Well, it's a big thing. It's an absolute big thing. The uh, the one pure wolves are taking on the Tiger Brokers Tigers tonight mm-hmm. in the inaugural match of the New Zealand Badminton League. The other two teams are the Huawei Dragons and the Haytor Hawks. So you've got a team to follow, Rob. I don't know where the Haytor yeah. Hawks are from, but the I, Hawks are they play tomorrow night. Not sure I'll be watching that, Beefy. So there's obviously going to be, there's loads of potential Blackcocks there mm-hmm. uh, going to be playing in the new professional sure. New Zealand badminton Just league. in case people are unaware, that's the nickname for the New Zealand badminton team. They, the, or there's always the black something or the something blacks because the New Zealand team colour is black. Unless, uh, so unless, why, yeah. so just for those who are alarmed, the black cocks comes from the shuttlecock yeah. thing and they've called themselves the black cocks. So the so. hockey team is the black sticks. The uh, the neo-Nazi uh, soccer team is the New Zealand all, all whites because yeah, they play in white. Yeah, well, it's just, since they play in white instead of black, so it's because <laughs> the team's... Sorry, New Zealand teams is black and white is who were the wasn't the new zealand wasn't the rugby league team the all golds at some at one stage no nah, they're always the kiwis yeah the my all desk. golds i'm, I'm what sure the hell i need to, sure it wasn't the australian team perhaps i need to look it up i'm sure i read somewhere there was an all golds team anyway um this will be interesting for you thank you for the precursor yeah yeah so 50 years ago this weekend yeah what are we celebrating rob 50 years this weekend. What's yeah. the date today? Uh, it was on the like the 13th of June, 1970. 13th of June, 1970. This is a sports event? Sports event is very close to your heart. You brought it to our attention. 1970. Uh, uh, oh, I got it. Is it Cup? Baseball. Baseball. Yeah. Oh, it'll be um, old, uh, what's his name, got in the acid. The LSD guy threw the perfect game. That's it, Doc Ellis. Doc Ellis, yes. 50 years ago this weekend, Doc Ellis threw a no-hitter whilst yeah, high was on LSD. LSD. Yeah, yeah, great story this one, people. Basically, with those who are unaware, what happened was he mistakenly thought he had the day off. Yeah. From the, and he was at a friend's place in Los Angeles, I think, just on, on a visit, and he turned up and got straight on the old, uh, took a 
to have acid yep. and uh, pretty promptly passed out on the kitchen floor and woke up still just off his head. Uh, kind of drunk too, I think. And then uh, quite amazingly, the the person who's staying with sort of woke him up and said, uh, hey, uh, there's a game on in San Diego today. Guess who's playing? And he's like, who? You, sucker! <laughs> He's like, what? Yeah. And he had to run to the airport and jump on a plane and fly to San Diego, I think. Yeah, it would have been quicker to game. drive from Los Angeles to San Diego, but it doesn't matter. He got doesn't there anyway. He got there in the end. Um, and, and, and this tab of acid was a real stayer. Yeah. And it stuck with him through the entire game. And he says he couldn't really see the batter at times, like all these dots and strange <laughs> images. Yeah. So his pitches were wildly unpredictable because yeah. he would either throw the most phenomenal strike, curving left, right, and center straight out of the plate it, or at times like the catcher he'd missed the catcher and stuff like that was happening so during the game he actually walked eight people so basically there were eight batsmen out of the 27 were mm. all over the place yeah there's a documentary about yeah and apparently goes much much deeper than just yeah, that incident just that and it's fantastic yeah. a fantastic it's watch. called no no yeah a documentary 2014 directed and produced by jeff radis mm. so uh, amber wilkinson of the daily telegraph gave the film four out of five stars and praised the director by saying that Radis Daily Terror could be English. Radis takes an inventive approach to Alice's story using a terrific 70s soundtrack, animation and manipulated still photography, frequently featuring trippy pops of colour mm. to maintain the momentum. Mm-hmm. He also approaches the tale with a sense of humour, even though he never plays down the havoc the pictures addictions wreaked on his personal life. Mm-hmm. An effortless home run. Mm. So there is a documentary out there about uh, the no hitter and everything else. Yeah, and I actually, I've actually because I knew this was happening, I actually tried to look at some footage today. So there's a bit of footage kicking around of the game, and he was saying that um, uh, the catcher put some reflective tape on his fingers for the signals, That's and that right. was the only way Ellis could actually could see where what? where he needed to throw the yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So phenomenal. But uh, yeah, I will be seeking out that documentary yeah, and have yeah. a good look at that. But um, he died obviously 2016 or something. But right. uh, yeah, when he was about 50, kind of realized that he was ruining his life and, you know, mm-hmm. gave it up for God. And then he was, yeah. uh, he was... The damage had been done. Damage had been done, but he also uh, repented and kind of mm-hmm. went out of his way to try and get kids off, off the gear, basically. Okay. So, uh, no, he tried to do good in the repent. end. Well, I, I yeah. use repent in a socially yeah. acceptable way, Rob. Yeah. Just get on with it. Just get on with it. Well, that, well that's interesting. Gosh. Yeah. June 13, 1970. Who would have thought? That's right. So 50 years ago, and I know that's now, have you, have you watched the, have you watched the last dance yet? The oh, Michael Jordan one? No, no interest. No interest. I I dare you to watch one episode and not watch the entire series. I yeah. absolutely dare you. You will fail. <laughs> I don't know if I'll fail. It's absolutely brilliant. Why Why do you say it's brilliant? Because though? even my sister, who generally doesn't even watch sport at all, yeah. certainly doesn't watch basketball, she watched the whole series just because of the story and the time and it reminded her of the 90s. Okay. And and that alone, she could remember all sorts of different things but just said it was a great story. It mm. is a, it's, a, it's an amazing story. I'm still not convinced. I can't. Well, you're just... It's, one of your stupid stubborn yeah. things where you so just be the world's biggest sports fan but you pick and choose what what you well, think is important I, I, and I have that right to pick and choose Rob you do have your right we all have our rights but I find it contradictory and it's like you're trying to be left of centre or off centre <laughs> or off the spectrum even <laughs> just for it's some sort of radical Actually, I'm, you're, you're like whatever the flock does you'll do the opposite yeah because I lived obviously I lived in the States uh, 93, 94 
and that's probably I probably should have gone to see him play. Yeah. I, I did have the opportunity. Do you not actually like basketball? I'm not a big fan. Okay. Not a big fan. I actually was watching quite a lot around the nineties. Mm. I remember the Seattle SuperSonics, Utah Jazz. Because I remember all those players. I know players from back then. I don't know any players now. The strange thing is, I used to hang out when I was at university in Texas. There, I used to hang out with the men's basketball team, and obviously yeah. there's still some of my friends from you know mm-hmm. 25 years ago, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't miss a game of those guys playing. Mm. But uh, the NBA just doesn't quite do it for me. And I still won't watch a lot of basketball now. Like, the NBL, I don't think I've seen. Would you rather watch a bit of ice stock? Oh, I love ice stock. Definitely. Ice up in the Italian mountains. In the Italian with mountains. With coronavirus. I would love to uh, see a bit of ice stock That's now. We weren't too far from the, the coronavirus capital when we were there. Thanks, Rob. It's right at the foot of the hills. The coronavirus... Um, we, we really went down in Italy. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, if we carried on down the bottom of the mountains, that were right about there, I think. Right. Yeah. Didn't but you could, you could just actually you could just see the flats from where we were. So <laughs> we'd almost crossed that entire plane. Of, that was a long drive through those mountains from Austria from into Austria. Italy. Yeah, it was. Hi, I'm Rob Cross, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Rob Cross there. Who's that? Rob Cross, world darts champion. Ah, okay. He's, he's pretty good then. Mm. How Bendigo Bank, like 160 years ago, there's a gold rush. They yeah. made a bank then, and it's still going. It's great bank They must have got well, a lot of gold. They must have got a lot of gold up there in Bendigo. Yeah. Probably the most famous thing about Bendigo. There's not too much else going on nah. up there, is there? No, nah, nah, nah. I haven't been there for a long time, but I did go there twice uh, in the early years. Played a horrendous show up there. Very first rural gig for Revolver. Um, we drove up there, and well, for, first of all, you've never been offered such regular amounts of weed by every single person <laughs> right just constantly okay. every, that's all that was the main thing you'd get one minute into a conversation with anyone they just just would you want some weed just, well nah i think well you were rock stars rob from new but, zealand but well, well maybe that's what it was maybe but what i remember was there was about four people or there was about 12 uh i think most of them were just there to have a palmer and then once the band started oh that's a bit loud oh, okay yeah and so we drove all this way and we ended up having to play two sets because the opening band had cancelled and couldn't play. Oh, wow. So Dan Tuttle, manager Dan Tuttle, negotiated brilliantly mm. that we play two sets for no more money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great business. So that was that, well done. For so no we, more we, money we and up, no which, people. We the then had to play about four songs we hadn't played in six months wow. out of no, no rehearsal. And of course, one of them we totally butchered. And then he just proceeded to say how badly we played that song. We'd only played it because we were more on negotiations. <laughs> And then the sound man just ended up the drunkest man in the room, just wow. off his head. And he at half time he was talking to Stevie Atkins saying, mate, mate, I reckon in the second set I'm just gonna crank it, man. I'm gonna get some psychedelic stuff going, it's gonna be it's gonna blow your mind and Stevie's half drunk. He's going, Yeah man, awesome, let's do it. <laughs> And then by the end of the last song, it's a big finale, Rolling Jones, smash, smash, smash. And I look at this guy, and he's turned the whole PA up to full blast. And it's just going, <laughs> the whole pub is shaking. And he's got the microphone in his mouth. And, we, and he's giving it the shooting the goat signs with both hands, with the microphone in his mouth, just going, Whoa! and there's no one there except the sound man. And... And, and it's just all, and I'm just doing, and my brother's doing windmills, Stevie's doing Ford rolls on stage. I'm, I'm the only so one going, what's, what's happening here? Uh, the PA blows up. Oh no! And this guy's like just munted off his head, and we sort of go, well, that was. A, I'm glad we drove up for the show, and we're up backstage just having a quick beer before we're about to jump in the van and drive back to Melbourne. And the guy just walks out all days and just going, oh man, that didn't go so well for me. And like, what? Well, oh, I just got fired. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I've been working here for seven years. 
Yeah, was, okay. Mm. Well, nice meeting you. <laughs> We'll see you later. That is, uh, that's an interesting that's, story, that, right? Oh, the, the, the blowouts are, are always the better stories than the great successes. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. We went and played this show and with a big crowd for a big band, and it went awesome and went off. What a terrible story. The best stories are always when things go poorly. Yeah. I've often wanted to make a sitcom about just that. Some people have tried to do it, but they always... Not just a sitcom, but sort of comedy drama Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you make it really realistic and, like, really grassroots... Just about the journey. I always love in any band's autobiography. I always love the when they're trying to get their part. Right. Yeah. It's same with any any journey. It's always mm. the trying to get. And then once they break and they become big, and it's always boring after yeah, that for me. Yeah, true. It's it'd how be, they got there. It's brilliant. A bit like uh, the old Ricky Gervais, David Brent life on the road. Well, maybe not quite that sad. I, I think there'd be some moments where things actually go well, and I'd, you can make it so they're not half wits. Yeah. You know, they're not have to be like Flight of the Concords, where they're actually just clearly morons you can do it where just like people are actually quite good people but things just don't quite work out mm. yeah yeah no definitely interesting I, yeah I reckon you could yeah you could definitely do something with that every other musician has that idea though probably but then the actual it's whether you can write it or not really I think mm. whether you know you can get time away to do it beefy that yeah. is the uh, the one thing that holds us all back mm-hmm. even though we've all spent three months doing absolutely nothing apart from watching <laughs> dog racing on a Tuesday from Horsham yeah yeah there was a bit of that quite unbelievable how it's just kept going the racing now did you have something to talk about before I went off on my tangent no I was loving that story that's it some of these stories that we find this is show number 156 and uh, some of the stories that we still managed to pull out of the band yeah yeah well I've had a a band story and a childhood near paedophile incident tonight so that's that's good it's good very diverse very diverse Mm. okay I'm going to add to the diversity now oh here we go Olympic boxing hopeful in the clear after failed drug test came from having sex. Failed drug test came from having sex. An Olympic. Oh, I see. This is this will be similar to that guy who um uh, after kissing his girlfriend when she was oh, on coked the, up that the time. The old tennis player. Interesting. Uh, Richard Gasquet. That okay. was yeah. yeah. Uh, an Olympic boxing hopeful was shocked to find she failed a drug test after engaging in sexual intercourse. Virginia Fuchs. Wow. Also known as Ginny. Ginny Fuchs. Yep. Tested positive for two banned substances following an out-of-competition urine test in February. 32-year-old was relieved in an investigation by the United States Anti-Doping Agency found that she hadn't cheated. The low amount of uh, letrozole metabolite and GW1516 detected in a sample were consistent with recent exposure to the substances via sexual transmission. Interesting. Yeah. So basically her boyfriend, I'm assuming it's her boyfriend. Yeah. He was doped up to the eyeballs and yeah. he gave it to her. I see. I'm very intrigued to know exactly like what. I, I don't think we can talk about that. On, I think it'll get quite vulgar, won't it? Or so as long as we don't use colloquialisms or slang words, there's nothing really to be derogatory about. Well, well, not derogatory. I'm sorry. I, I mean words that are less than formal to describe right. uh, whatever human substances may be involved, etc. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty um, sure and, and, we're talking and, and, semen. And, I see. I'm pretty sure. I don't think okay. there's anything else in this uh, instance. That she had been contaminated with. Right, okay. I'm also interested in the... But it's uh, a urine sample. That her urine sample. Yeah. But I was actually getting to that. How has his fluids entered her system and then been given her a positive sample? Yeah. Well... I think we need to talk to the uh, it could have medical of professionals. It laced the region. Could have. Mm. We can only speculate. I think I want to move on from this. I, feel like, we're, I feel like we're going to get it wrong shortly if, I, we, if we keep on this particular... We are not the two people to be no, talking the no. biological uh, details on. 
on this. No, we're not. We're not experts, Beefy. But um, you can definitely say that again. You, you can still have a totally uninformed opinion, though. Yeah. Yeah. Speculate. Okay. Then here's Do- Donald Trump does it. <laughs> Yeah, and he, he's the he's most prison. powerful man yeah, on the, yeah. in the planet. Yeah, yeah. What about this one? And talking of the, the USA, USA wants to host the 2020 World Cup. Soccer World Cup. No, 2020. 20. Cricket. Oh, really? USA Cricket hopes the US's success in hosting the Football World Cup in 1994, drawing a long bow here 16 year, uh, 26 years later, mm-hmm. can help its bid to stage the 2020 World Cup. The US have joined forces with the West Indies in an attempt to stage uh, the ICC tournament from 2023 onwards. Is it every year that World Cup? Uh, 2020. I think it's every four years, isn't it? Well, it was going to be. be it was going to be this October here. Yeah. When was the last one? 2020 World Cup. I can't even remember. The West Indies won oh, at least two years. At least probably is every two years. Well, that was champion. Champion. Champ. That was 2016. There you go. Champion. So four champion. years ago. So it's every four years. Yeah. This is where this guy draws a bit of a long bow. Now, if you played in the USA, every venue would be sold out. Said USA Cricket Chief Executive Ian Higgins. Imagine Imagine India playing Pakistan in a 2020 World Cup match in the US of A. You couldn't build a venue big enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, I think they're, you know, they do have a lot of uh, Indian Pakistani oh. Americans and, and but they, they still keep in touch. But that's it. Yeah. Right? If it's Afghanistan versus Bangladesh or New Zealand versus the UAE, yep. they're not going to fill out the stadium, are they? Let's kind no. of be honest about this. Yes, India versus Pakistan, because of the IT industry over in the US, yes, it will sell mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I don't think even England, Australia would sell out in the States. Nah, you'd be struggling massively. I think it would be a great trip to go over there for a 2020 World Cup. Yeah, magic, big stadiums. But would they even turn up in the West Indies to watch games? No, because they haven't got any money. Yeah. There was obviously the World Cup, what year was that, 2012, 2014? They'd have to really sell it to like people for people to travel. They would have to do something pretty amazing. Yeah, so I think it's, uh, I think. look, I'd love it to be in the States. I think it'd be brilliant. I think their perception of how big the games would be would probably struggle. But this is the other thing I drew from this article. Higgins? Ian Higgins, this is the chief, wants the US to gain test status Mm. by 2030. In the next 10 years, he wants test status for the states. Wow. Imagine if that are... But how's that... And again, you're going with your whole IT industry theory? There would be... (laughs) Do you want to re-explain this theory to the world? This is how Beefy thinks cricket will continue to expand throughout the world. It's oh. basically because of the IT industry. E- effectively, and, yes. Which is predominantly... Oh, we're getting in trouble for saying... Oh, oh, no, it is predominantly yeah, yeah. Indian-Pakistan-based yeah. uh, all over the world. So yeah. if you watch cricket, I know there's the European Championships are going on right now and there's a Romanian team, and the majority of the players are either Indian or Pakistan heritage. Yeah. Same in Sweden, but it's the same in the States as well. Mm-hmm. The industry, the IT industry, has developed itself or uh, migrants from India and Pakistan have gone to follow that industry because they can f- they can find work so uh, I know Pepperdine University in California they have a cricket league because it's one of the biggest IT schools on the west coast mm-hmm. because there's a lot of Indian Pakistan students they all want to play cricket mm-hmm. so they had to create some cricket facilities and there's like 30 teams that play so uh, yeah it's it, it's pretty phenomenal but I didn't realise the US beat Scotland last year in a one day really I didn't so, well that is impressive it is quite impressive Yeah, I remember 
um, I was playing cricket in the Britain. So 2004 Champions Trophy, which I don't think exists. I think it got replaced by the 2020 World Cup in the end. The Yanks played, but I think Anderson Cummings was playing for the States. Okay. So they've got a few also right. West okay. Indians yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, kind yeah. of yeah. Drifted moved across. over there. And I'm also, I did read a report. Uh, there was an ex-England cricketer who was actually Scottish, Gavin Hamilton. He's mm-hmm. married to a American and he said he's put his hand up to see if he can play for him. So there's, there's going to be links out there. Obviously, there's a few baseballers that think they might be able to play. Do they still have that knockout tournament? The World well, that knockout. was the Champions Trophy, yeah. So I don't think it happens anymore. Okay. Hey, did you know mm-hmm. that Pakistan was once part of Punjab and, and then East Pakistan became Bangladesh and that West Pakistan is now just Pakistan? Right. Did you know that? Yeah. I only found that out just a couple of weeks ago. They, well, good. Bit of geography. No, it's always good to, for a bit of geography. It was in 1946, when, or I think just before they had independence India from Britain. Yeah. 1946, some guy, uh, uh, an architect from Britain, who, who's never been to India, he yeah. drew the boundary oh, line. Good on him. On a map of how Pakistan and India is going to be divided. Black Lives Matter, Rob. Yeah, I think the Brits are copying it at the minute for a lot of atrocities they did from about, oh, right. about fifteen hundred through. Right, to, that's a through, good that's a good way to solve problems. Through to about nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go tear down statues of stuff. That's really going to make everything better. The best way to achieve progress is to go back. <laughs> Like Go back and yeah. fix history that can't be changed. It's all done anyway. Great idea that yep. was. Uh, Nick Kyrgios in the news, Rob. Yep. Selfish. Kyrgios slams US Open organizers over tournament plans. Uh, reports on Monday said the USTA <laughs> is set to confirm the US Open will go ahead without fans, despite New York City still recording hundreds of COVID cases every day still. Uh, Djokovic, Barty, Halep have all said they have concerns about playing the tournament under the current health protocols. But Kyrgios, who is still in Australia, apparently, he appeared more concerned about having to undergo 14 days of self-isolation upon his return home after the tournament. People that live in the US, of course, are pushing for the Open to go ahead, but it's selfish. I'll get my hazmat suit ready for when I travel from Australia and then quarantine for two weeks upon my return. So he's not happy, Nick. No, he didn't sound very happy. Uh, So they're selfish. Is that what he said? Yeah, being selfish. It's difficult to take Nick's criticisms that seriously. (laughs) He's been rather level-headed uh, since... Well, uh, well, not according to this article oh, I've got Oh, what here. article you got? Do we need a, do we need the sting? Oh, jeesh. I mean, this is digging out the... The old sting. Back in the old sting. This is a very old-school sting, this one. This is the original one. <laughs> Stands the test of time, that one. Because, see, we used to have this segment uh, as one of the staples, but we quickly ran out of stories. Possibly we're Obviously, moving with the times a little the bit. the Doc Ellis story was one of the first ones on Great Sporting Well, Greatest Benners. Sporting Benners is simply celebrating intertwining of fierce pub visits and club visits um, and then getting involved with extremely high-level sports, yeah. regardless of their own uh, self-inflicting uh, wounds that they've sort of taken on board with all this substance abuse, really. Is that what we call it? Can't. I think, much the, else. I think that's the best way of describing that's it nowadays. Describing. So this title just simply reads, because we've just talked about Nick Curious. Nick Curious got smashed and then smashed Rafael Nadal. Oh, Rafael Nadal probably gets up just that little bit extra for a Nick Curious showdown. The Australian, on the other hand, clearly doesn't get too worked up before facing his Spanish foe. The two have a somewhat sour history, having gone head-to-head on the ATP Tour eight times with Nadal winning five. But of the three wins Curious has taken, uh, one of 
of them involved overcoming a big night out and a hangover. In a podcast with comedian Elliot Loney, do you know who that is? No. Uh, who is also a friend of Kyrgios, the Aussie tennis star was asked about a huge night in the lead up to a showdown with Nadal. He says, this, this, see, this actually puts a bit of a slant on it, which I'm not that happy about. Right. I remember you and I, I think we were in Montreal. This is, this is Elliot speaking. You had gone to America, and I think the night before you played Rafa, or two nights before. Oh. Two nights before, so you get a day recovery. Yeah, that's not hangover. Well, he says he's not sure. We anyway, we had a night out. You and me, a few other our mates, and we sent we sent it, which basically means we sent it, man. Yeah, we yeah. Sent it. so it might be American or Canadian. And you sent it hard. And then I remember being in a hotel room. I was full-blown fetus, a corpse. Uh, I turned on the TV, and there you were on TV, dusting up Rafael Nadal on a hard court. I could not believe it. I was saying to my mate, I said, I cannot believe Nick is doing this. Not only is he playing one of the best players in the world and dismantling them, but he was out with us no more than 24 hours ago off his nut. Like, I don't understand how you're able to play tennis at that level after doing that kind of stuff on a night out. Like, like how do you do it? No, I'm Neither Kyrgios or Loney reveals which tournament or match they're referring to. A straight sets win back in 2017 in Cincinnati seems the most likely candidate, with the Aussies' three-set victory in Acapulco in the 2019 also an option. Oh, that's much more recent. Yeah. Acapulco, you been there? No. Where is it? Mexico. Mexico. Going low, go down in Acapulco <laughs> if you stay too long. Have you been in Cincinnati? Yes. Much on there? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> the timing doesn't make a world of sense given both those matchups occurred later on in the respective events, but a big night out tends to have uh, that effect on one's memory. Uh, we went out, we had a great time, Curious said. I'm pretty sure we went pretty hard, and, you know, a day and a half later I saw the draw, and, you know, I'm like, oh, I've got to play Rafa. And, <laughs> I mean, nothing changed, you know. I already told you that I, what I think of these players. I don't give them, the, them respect just because of who they are, what they've achieved. I just went out there and said, uh, look, I'm, I'm going to play big, I can't really move i know that i can't really move because i'm still probably hung over so i'm going to have to serve really big and just play super aggressive and the stars align for uh for that night it's that simple really loney who still can't really believe curios pulled it off added you probably had even more than i did and i was a corpse i was not myself for three or four days you see i mean that's just that's weak toughen it this is almost making me unimpressed the more i read of it and this is then this goes on to say again and no more than 24 hours later you're playing one of the biggest players in the world on one of the biggest stages and dusting him up it's actually freakish stuff it's unbelievable to witness oh look i mean anyone who can beat rafael full stop you've got to be pretty sharp so especially when you've under the weather let's put it that way mm. so whether it's the next day or a day later mm. but we do know obviously from his wimbledon exploits the other year that uh he was in the pub in at wimbledon mm. and then he was playing next day yeah uh, and but how, how hard in the pub really true they just i there. mean it's, it's, it's just not there like for they're, show rock. it's not they're wade boggs drinking 86 <laughs> beers on a <laughs> whatever it was or something yeah. ridiculous and, wasn't it more than that i think he got well up there something like that yeah. but that, that cause light you can do it oh you can just just water just keep it going water yeah as for andre the giant <laughs> knocking off two slabs in a two-hour car trip it must just be like a shot for him he's a big man andre the giant oh was he yeah. whoa, whoa. Or revelation. Well, obviously, his surname. You know, you got to live up to your surname. <laughs> Giant. And the. the that's his middle I mean, name, Rob. That's his middle name. That, right. But still, that makes you the uh, definite article. <laughs> Twice, mm-hmm. like it. We should, um, we should make a push. Seeing as Nick is still in Australia, yeah, he needs to come on the show. 
I think he'd have a good time. I think he'd love yeah. just ringing in because he's in Canberra. What else is there to do in Canberra? Is he in Canberra? Why, why is he, he lives in, in I think he lives in Canberra. Why? I think that's where he grew up. I think he is a Canberran. Okay. Weird he, place, Canberra. Very weird. Yeah. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. So he played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear among because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless kid. You suck! Welcome back to the Jack Links Beef Jerky 365 Days of Sport Radio Show. It is show number 156, and this is the most popular segment we have ever done, and we will continue to do so. Yes, it is worst song in the world, sports-related style. Robert Pryors. Do you want me to explain the segment? Go is on. that what you want? Yeah, go on, might as well. Often, a sports team, character, icon, organization, even just someone affiliated with the sport, decides they want to get into the music industry. Oh, even if only for a fleeting moment, they want to stake their claim just to say, this this was my moment. Pun intended, by the way. Stake your claim. Jack Links. Oh, right. Thank you. You did need to explain that because it's a bit of a stretch, that one. <laughs> Very, very, very. That was a long time ago. And uh, basically, the results, as we uh, have studied in great depth on this show, yeah, so often horrendous. But there's all different types of horrendous. There is definitely there's there's horrendous where like this is someone who is actually does think that they're good and they're trying to be cool and they're trying to seriously actually be a musician and it's really awful. Serena and, Williams and, and they and shouldn't do it. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis, for, for example. Yeah. Yep. Even though you know Lewis Hamilton is probably one of the nicest blokes I've ever seen interviewed, but shouldn't shouldn't have shouldn't have done that music thing. And then there's ones like songs like "Where Would We Be Without a B" by Doug Parkinson. Doug Parkinson, yep. Uh, the big burly man with a sort of flowing eighties-ish John Farnham style mullet. Yeah. Not one of these uh, boganish tinge ones. It's really very controlled and lots of shampoo and conditioner involved. Ooh. And in the wind, it, it's flowing. Flowing. Flowing about and quite glamorous and, and gorgeous, frankly. I find it very attractive. And uh, so Doug, he bounces out a song called Where Would We Be Without A.B., Alan Border. And he's dead serious. It's from the heart. Mm. But it's also horrendous. Not not poorly sung or delivered. Oh, he's, a, no. he's got a great voice. Oh, he Great passion, great gusto. But it just seems ridiculous the, the lyrics are some of the funniest things I've heard in my entire life. And all of a sudden, this makes the song so bad, yet so great. And this is what can happen on Worst Song in the World. Yeah. You don't know which way it's going to go. No, and last week's, obviously, one of the greatest. I haven't put the podcast up yet, so I haven't launched the video for Peter Parsons. Peter gone, Parsons. Gone to the, the Dogs. Gone to the Dogs, that's right. Which was up there rivaling uh, the Greyhound song by the Perth yeah. Pitbull. I mean, the, the, the two Greyhound songs, obviously, you wouldn't expect to hear songs involved with greyhound racing no. because I, I mean i love the grays but they don't seem like multi-dimensional characters <coughs> when, whenever interviewed the trainers for greyhound no. racing no um, definitely and this is underlined when one of them two different occasions an englishman and a, a local australian person try to go in for a musical edition of uh, greyhound racing both themed, times themed type of tune it sent rob into absolute hysteria. yeah really so. great stuff Anyway, we're, we're off to Norway this week. 
on Worst Song in the World? Norway. Norway. Uh, so this is definitely, it's almost always some sort of synth pop when you go to Scandinavia. Well, this is, uh, this is a guy called Nikolai Ram, and uh, he is just loving life. And he wants to push Norway's national sport on us. National sport ice hockey. No. I'm going to play the song and then we'll have a chat about it. Bandy. Oh, one of my favourites. Skiing. All right. You can keep guessing. <laughs> But uh, no, we're gonna we're gonna just listen. Nikolai Rams. Nikolai Ram. Okay. Not very Norwegian name, Ram. But well, Nikolai probably is. I've isn't got my either. critical ears on. I'm, Alrighty. I'm getting in the zone. I'm focused. It is a cracker. What is this sport? It's amazing. Don't you think? With a gun in their hand And skis on their feet I know it sounds retarded But it's true Let me tell you the story Of Biathlon Everybody loves Biathlon It's like cross-country skiing But with shooting as well Biathlon, so exciting it's Biathlon, a wonderful sport, and there's guns. <laughs> Biathlon is a winner's sport that combines rifle shooting and skiing. Invented back in the 1800s as an army exercise. They used to shoot at balloons, but now they shoot at blacks. Yeah, the targets are.
grunts and groans and uh, the, the video is brilliant. Oh, I, I, yeah, that, I mean that's very enjoyable. It was the, the only thing I'll say. It's I almost good. wish at the start he hadn't said you'll think it's retarded. I was just going to draw because our if, attention to that. If he hadn't done that, you could have believed it was vaguely serious. serious. Yeah, but because of that one word, <laughs> you know that they're actually looking to take the pistol. He, he is a comedian, by the way, Nikolai. Ram. Okay. But he also was a, I don't know whether he was a cross-country skier or a skier, but he does host and produces a lot of their ski programs on okay. TV over there. So he's quite well known. I mean, it is, it is one of the strangest combos. Let's <laughs> yes. go skiing and shoot stuff. I love the way he Doesn't... says, I don't know why it's called biathlon, it should be called rifle ski. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, but, but did, but did, you, did you get... It's got a bit of older did you get... Xanadu. Yes, exactly right. Did you get this yeah. reference, by the way? You might have just missed it. Beautiful sport, sport Donald, Donald Trump, Trump could support. support. So this is fairly recent. I think it's a couple of years old, yeah. Yeah, although but he's been president for since 2016, hasn't he? Yeah, so he's got enough How to... How is uh, that time? That time's flying. Well, the, the elections are in November, so that's four-year term, so... Uh, Man! Yeah. Four years with Joel <laughs> Trumpy at the helm. Yeah. So, uh, biathlon God, song. that's going to be uh, quite a relief for everyone. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Love it. I will put the video up on our Facebook page on the old 365 Days of Sport, but it's very Glee-style... Uh, uh, production mm. that you've noted a, a number of key changes. Yeah, I bet there's uh, certainly two in there. I uh, there is a little funny uh, bit. You, you in the can't video. you can't rip on something when they're already ripping on it. Yeah, you know what exa- I mean. True. They're they're in on the the joke. I mean, I get very annoyed. You know, sometimes you tell a story, right? And you tell a story about something embarrassing uh, and, and and for of ill fortune that that happened to you, and you voluntarily tell people this information that they wouldn't yeah. have otherwise known because you it's a laugh at your own expense mm. and ultimately makes you seem more likeable and down to earth and just of different results. then someone who's a moron will hear the story and go oh oh that happened to you oh what a loser and then they'll start paying you out for it and make it an ongoing thing that they'll and it's just like knobhead <laughs> You wouldn't have even known this if I hadn't told you. Do you yeah. think I, if I really was upset about it, do you think I would tell you? That's what's happened here. They're already taking the piss. Oh, yeah. So you can't then rip them no, for it, no. you know? There's a there's a little instance in there where it said, we used to shoot at balloons, now we shoot at blacks. Oh, the targets. The targets. Yeah, are, yeah, 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 yeah. They call them blacks Yeah, now. yeah. Uh, I think actually biathlon, they use lasers now. Was that... Uh, lasers? Modern, modern pentathlon. No, I think biathlon they still use. They're the, allowed lasers. No, I think uh, modern pentathlon to speak it up they do the um, cross country mm. running and then they do the shooting similar to biathlon in the last leg of the modern pentathlon but they use a laser gun now instead of loading and everything else but in biathlon they still use the old uh, .22 what do you mean a laser gun they actually shoot a laser but then like star wars yeah, like Star Wars. But then, does it? Does it, it shoots a laser, like yeah, a, and at actually, the target. But then, is it, it? Can you see it as it travels? Uh, does it go like that? I don't, I don't think it's that type. I think it's more point and if you well, like fire. Terminator Two, then like the sight oh. on that with the. <laughs> We're, but like what I've Arnie's opened up got, a wormhole here, haven't but I? Like, is, it, is it a sight, like a sight? I so don't you think it actually and, fires a laser. It's not like one of those things you point at and it shows a red dot on someone and they shoot it. Like, that's, no. that's bollocks. I think it's more it's of a... It's supposed to all be about the naked eye. <laughs> it's not. I don't think it's laser guided, Rob. I think it's just a gun that is, instead of using bullets, uses a laser to fire at a target. When did they invent laser guns? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have laser guns. I don't think it fires an actual laser because we've got laser guns. And how is this in any way? I and mean, if you want to make it, it's already irrelevant. Skiing and shooting things. 
And now, I mean, at what point in the olden days of cross-country behaviour, all of a sudden they're pulling out laser guns? <laughs> Han Solo. They're on Tatooine. Oh, What's going on? Empire Strikes Back all over again. Jesus. Modern pentathlon, Rob, they use a laser gun instead of a normal gun to shoot the targets when they're on the last... Well, I mean, uh, look, uh, I, I'm not the only one who's sitting here hearing you say they use a laser gun going, what are you talking about? You know, have you ever played laser... Don't look at me like I don't understand. You like played... when you're talking bollocks about shooting laser guns. Have you ever played laser tag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah, but that, that type of gun, what the, 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 Don't know that you shoot someone. It goes, circle thing goes beep, beep, and it twirls well, exactly. around with glowing lights. That's they're firing at a target on the last leg of the modern pentathlon. Well, you know how you sort out laser gun types. I was playing that when I was about 10. You put your hand in front of the... No, uh, well, oh. bloody David DeVette, he was chasing me for about a minute and yeah. he would just run behind me. I couldn't get away and every time he's point blank range and he kept pulling the trigger as soon as my thing went on. He shot me about eight times in a row. So I said, screw this. You know what I did? What? I turned around and I kicked his gun, boom, and it went up and it smashed him in the face. He got a big <laughs> fat lip bleeding. So yeah, boom. That's how wow. you sort it out. Laser that, mother. Mother. Yeah. Yeah. Well, violent, Rob. Yeah, violent. But, but anyway, that's what, see, that's what I do with the pentathlon types with their laser guns. <laughs> a good foot to the face. Oh, God, this segment always uh, always brings up some great things. What else is in the pentathlon? Uh, fencing. Fencing. Show, f- yeah. Fencing to laser guns. Okay. <laughs> laser fencing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, they've got lightsabers light for that. Lightsaber. They're going to change it to lightsaber. <laughs> Uh, what else is in uh, modern pentathlon? They mm-hmm. uh, show jumping. Okay, speeder bike could be a speeder bike. Oh, a, ho- be a hovering speeder bike through. Uh, so l- they pull out their lightsabers and then yeah, for lap four they use the force yeah. to see who's got the best. I think it's a swim. I think they swim first oh. in the modern pentathlon. Well, if you're gonna go to swimming, you got to go back to like the Phantom Menace when you and McGregor and uh, old Qui Gon Jinn go to check out Jar Jar Binks land down underneath there. We don't. For any Star Wars fan, it's best that we blank out that episode because absolute disaster, really. So fencing Jar Jar the- Binks. Modern re- regularly referred to as jackass binks is he yeah okay um fencing one touch epee which is going to re- be replaced by lightsabers uh freestyle swimming i'm not too sure how the star wars reference in there is no. show jumping on the old um the ewoks and all that yeah pistol shooting and cross-country running so and so well the running's also pretty bland but they've uh, like i said they've changed it that you do now do the shooting whilst on the run okay this is on wikipedia rob the last sentence right The laser run has been criticised as altering too radically the nature of skills required. The New York Times asked whether the name ought to be changed to Tetrathlon, given that two of the five disciplines are being combined into a single event. But even, I mean, seriously, I mean, Star Wars aside, Mm. like, surely a, a gun, a regular gun, has a bit of kick. Like a bit of a... Well, I know it does. I've shot one. Okay. Until 2009, the shooting discipline involved firing a 45 millimeter air pistol in the standing position from 10 meters distance at a stationary target. Even they have a small kick. Yeah, not huge, though. Uh, each competitor had 20 shots with 40 seconds allowed for each shot. Beginning with the Rancho Mirage World Cup, the pistols changed to a laser instead of an actual projectile. There is a slight delay between the trigger pull and the laser firing, simulating the time it would take for a pellet to clear the muzzle Mm. laser guns rob it's the future it's the future it's bollocks anyway that's what it is baby hi i'm andrew gaze and you're listening to 365 days of sport
Who wants to play Boulder Dash? Boulder Dash! Boulder Dash! It's a fun game. It's a fun game. Is it? Apparently so. Is it fun? Sporting Boulder Dash. It's the greatest Sporting. quiz show on radio. It's a game of lies and truth. Yeah. Truth and lies. Truth and lies. Basically. Research and creativity. Le- research and creativity. Mm. In fact, just creativity for Rob. Yeah. Anyway, we will make up or get real sporting people from the past, from the current, and from the future. No, we can't really make them up from the future. Anyway, we give them a bio, and the other person's got to guess whether they're true or false, whether they're made up or real, whether they're a figment of somebody's imagination. Imagination or an actual body. Or a boulder dash. Or a boulder dash. Good work. Alright, I will start. I'm gonna go, gonna start I'm gonna go easy on you first. All right. Brian Brain, former county cricketer with Gloucestershire and Worcestershire, claiming over 820 first class wickets, over 250 games played. However, he only averaged 8.39 with the bat, only scored 150 in 22 years of playing first class cricket. He went by the nickname Basher. Brian Basher Brain. Brian, nah, false. No, Brian Brain does actually play cricket. I actually played against him quite a few times, but old Basher Brain. Well, that's great, Beefy. Well done. No worries. Brian Brain. <laughs> Brian Brain. What a stupid name. Uh, yes. Bella Palsy. Bella. Yeah. Uh, Canadian singles uh, ice skater uh, competed in uh, 2010 at Vancouver. Vancouver Winter Olympics. Just Bella. Yeah. Isab- Isabella. Isabella Palsy. Yeah. Uh, false, Rob. False. False. Yep. Okay. Yep. Canadians, hey? Dick Gardner. William Gardner. No, Richard Gardner. Richard Gardner. Canadian. Actually, is Dick Gardner. Canadian curling legend from Saskatchewan. Gardner won four Olympic gold medals from uh, six Olympic appearances between 1976 and 1994. Dick Gardner. Where were each of those Olympics? Um, Didn't really look that up. 1976 and 1994 19... was uh, Lilyhammer. 1976, I think, was what, probably what Montreal. What about 1990? 19... There wasn't one in 1990 because that was the year they skipped because they used to be in the same year. So 92 would have been Winter Olympics. Yeah, I should, I should know these better. Uh, so hey, I'm just going to do the maths on this. So, uh, true. No, made up, Dick Gardner. All right. Dolly Spartan was a bull rider, bull riding champion from Lexington, Kentucky. Bull riding champion 2009, Dolly Spartan. That's it. Bull riding champion from Lexington. Oh, in the women's. In the Yeah. <laughs> Is that where Dolly World is? Dolly World? Yeah. What do you mean, Dolly World? Dolly World. That's Dolly's theme park. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Anyway. Uh, false, Rob. False. Unbelievable. Dolly Spartan. Like it, though. Yeah. Do women do bull riding? Yeah. Good question. Haven't you seen... Um, oh, I reckon. I need to have a look at that. Um, Gay Brewer, American professional golfer from Middletown, Ohio. Brewer turned pro 956, and his final competitive round of golf was at Augusta in 2001, age 69. Gay Brewer. False. No, Gay Brewer won the Masters, Rob. You should have known that. 1966, Gay Brewer. This is the worst game ever. <laughs> a jackass Muppet uh, was a uh, Dutch, Dutch fencer from other... <laughs> What I got here? 1988 Soul Games. Soul Games. What was his name again? Jack Ass Muppet. Like Jacques. 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 Yeah, he's Dutch. Jacques uh, Ass Muppet. So uh, it's A-E-S-M-U-P-P-I-T-T. It's like Jacques Ass Muppet. Ass Muppet. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he was a fencer. Yeah. Dutch fencer. Dutch fencer, 88 Seoul Games. Wow. South Korea. That's probably the only bit that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure the Dutch have got many fences, especially Jacques. Aspartame. Why would the Dutch not have fences? What is that based on? Uh, they, maybe they're in the New Age pentathlon and they they do so, lightsaber. lightsaber followed by laser gun. They might well do. Uh, false, Rob. It's false. Oh, there you go. Vinny Saint, professional boxer from the Bronx in New York City. Flyweight goes by the nickname The Miracle Maker. Both a 12-2 and two record. Representing the U.S. at the Rio Olympics but suffered a shock first-round defeat to local Brazilian Jorge Rios. Vinny Saint, the True. miracle maker. No, that was a total, absolute made up from the beef. Vinny Saint, Saint Vinny's. This is going not very well, Beefy. Scar literally. <coughs> um, Scarlet Riley. Scar literally. Scar literally. A German tobogganist. Again, 1988, but at Calgary. Same year as the old Cool Runnings. Oh, Calgary yeah, she, was 88. Yeah, she was friends with the um, with John Candy and that that lot. Right. Scarlet, 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 Riley. Scarlet, really? Scarlet, Riley would have been a Scarlet, lot better. Scarlet, 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 Oh, I'm not... What sport, Rob? Toboggan. Toboggan. <laughs> she was a professional sledger. Toboggan. It's not even an Olympic sport. <laughs> Isn't it? Toboggan. Luge or bobsleigh. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. Luge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same thing, isn't it? No. What's, what's toboggan then? When you get on a sledge and go down the hill. What, just on a, any old sleigh, like a Santa sleigh? Yeah. That's debogganing. Oh, yeah, yeah. All <laughs> oh, those little plastic things with the ramp Oh, up. that one, yeah. So that should Surely be that, that, that can go down one of those tracks. Definitely could. It should, yeah. in fact. In fact, they do it on walks in yeah. um, Germany. In fact, the Jamaican bobsled team actually went to Germany to compete in walk racing. We actually sit in a walk and go down the oh, track. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't fun. think Scarlett O'Reilly, uh, whatever she's yeah, called. Yeah, no, that was uh, false, that yeah. one. All right, last one for me. Smoke Monday. Defensive back for the Auburn Tigers college team. His siblings include Brittany, Jessica, Quintavious, and Derek. Sunday Smoke. Sorry, Sunday. Smoke is from Atlanta and is widely touted to be drafted in the NFL next season. Smoke Monday. False. No, Smoke Monday is actual real person. Okay. Smoke Monday. Well, their parents are idiots. Yes. Um, Quintavious and Derek. All right. Last one, Rob. I've got to come back. Jock Lit Cake. I like it. He's a, he was a Scottish f- footballer. He just played one season for Glasgow in 1967. Oh. Chocolate cake. <laughs> Can I have another piece of chocolate cake? Nice. Do you need the spelling? No. Okay. No. You, which, don't, you which, don't remember him? Oh, which, you, you, you remember him, do you? Which Glasgow team did he play for? Um, the the, the uh, Titans. <laughs> the Bravehearts. Uh, not Rangers or Celtic then, just the <laughs> Titans. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they, uh, before they changed their name. Ah, right. Yeah. Uh, no problem. <laughs> uh, 10-0, Rob. False for chocolate cake, but I do. That's false, yeah, How yeah. good would that be? Chocolate cake. It's pretty good. Chocolate cake. Chocolate Chocolate cake. Yeah. L-I-T-K-A-C-H-E. Oh, Nice. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Sorry. I just sorry about that one. I saw. I, I was about ten to nine, and I went, "Oh God, I haven't done Paul Dash yet." And that's all. <laughs> that's what I came up with. Right. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Uh. Well. I just done another workout with Funk Roberts. Oh, Funk. 
if yeah funk yeah. so he he's been doing these these in in youtube workouts right um he's a good man funk. Yeah, yeah 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 is this aerobic exercise or is this kind of yoga style uh it's just push-ups and burpees and um and Ooh. uh all sorts of uh sit-ups and or not sit-ups but like you do things that are good for you right but sit-ups are not good for you aren't they bad for your back Mm. And your neck. Oh, you've got a dodgy back. I've got a dodgy back. Yeah. Hey, I played golf last week. You told me that. Badly. You said you hit a No, no, that of was shots. the week before. Are you up two in I a row now? I played last week. Okay. Played at Ainsbury out there. Still no good. At least I hit the ball in the air a lot better. So I'm, I just need to go to the drone range and just hit. Well, what do you hit around for a round, like roughly for nine oh, holes? I think I got one, 105. 105 for 18. for 18? Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, I know. Thanks. If I play like badly, I'll shoot a 93. Yeah, I, you, I don't reckon you could handle that. Just watching me beat you. Oh, I'm not that bothered. <laughs> I just know I'm no good. And I yet, find it strange that you're not good at it because that's really your forte: hitting I, balls with things. Yeah, I'm struggling shoulder-wise. That's my problem. I can't uh, hit yeah, through. Yeah. And the last nine I played at Malvern in January before I fell off the penny farthing. Mm. Back nine, I was like four over. Okay, which was a bit of a shock because mm. I actually putted quite well. And you, you've got to play regularly with golf as well. Mm-hmm. You've got to know what's going on. Injury prone. Yeah, body's falling apart. Yeah. Hey, we're just talking about golf, and you were talking about exercise. Yep. How about this Bryson DeChambeau ruining golf for everyone, apparently? What's he done? Well, he's taken the time during the lockdown to actually get fit and put on some bulk and do a lot of weight training. Mm. Now he's driving the ball like 380 yards. 380 yards? Yeah. I don't even know he's a PGA player, is he? Yeah. He's that guy that they were ratting on last year for playing really slow and being a bit of a donkey about it. Okay. But uh, Colin Montgomery's going off. And he is well, now... he's juicing. Well, I don't know if he's juicing, but he's just saying that, obviously, people are driving the ball far too long, and it's now a driver yep. and a wedge, and that's what golf's turning into. And he said, unless you can build courses that are over 10,000 yards long, yep. it's going to be stupid. So, Jack Nicklaus... But then, then still the gap between amateur and pro will be too significant. Well, this is what they're saying, Rob. This is quite unbelievable how you touched on that. Mm. What they're saying is now, for tournaments, professional tournaments, you're going to have a standardised ball. Ball? Oh, Okay, not driver. No, not driver, ball. But yeah. the ball is basically going to only be 80% of what current balls are now. Ah, So bring right. the course and the implements back to the golf itself. See, I've, I've got to say, this is something which I... Because I'm not one for regularly updating things. Yeah. Shoes, clothes, gear, that sort of thing. And my driver, like... It was my dad's old driver. Proper wood. And No, I don't know. But I, I do have two wooden woods. Wow. For ping ones. And, and to be honest... One day I was hitting off of my three wood, my old ping one, and I've never hit the ball so far in my life as I did on this particular day. I think I was just hitting the ball very well at that point in time. Yeah. But anyway, that's a, I've got a old Greg Norman King Cobra. At the time when I got off that, I was stoked because he didn't want any more. He had his own clubs. And I could smash this thing. Hmm. And and it seemed like it was quite a big drive at the time. And now it looks like a, a five wood compared to yeah. the drivers. I mean, if I had a good drive, it'll be in the high 200s. Uh, it'll be a, a 270, 280 or something. If I just had an okay drive, it'll be a 240, 250 if I hit it poorly or go 200 these guys like McElroy if it's a 300 meter hole he's looking to drive it oh, yeah. every time yeah like forget about it so this guy I've got the stats here I think for this tournament just on the weekend he was averaging 345 yards a drive which is like unbelievable yeah. really 310 he's, meters he's averaging that like Colin says 
You yeah. can't build golf courses that are 10,000 metres long. Yeah. Just haven't got the space. It's not ecologically viable anymore either. No. Um, no. But I think my point is, like, that for the pros, the equipment, it seems to affect them even more so because they're so technically mm. proficient, whereas, I'm, oh, I don't know, really. I mean, I haven't updated my own gear to know if I could hit it that much further yeah. with a fancy new club or not. I think the clubs make a hell of a lot of difference. Mm. They really would. Pardon the pun. Hey. Hey. I mean, to be honest, if, if I just hit a, a decent drive, I'm normally hitting a wedge second shot, but not a, like a quarter wedge. You know, it's about a, normally 100 metres or so, but that's all right. Definitely is all right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what you got planned this weekend? Well, I think I'm just going to be on the music front, Beefy. I'm set. The horses are really getting rough now. Are they? Yeah, like there's not much going. And the, fi- the tracks are just bogs <laughs> and it's very very hard to pick so uh, i just missed out on a huge hail mary two three no three weeks ago i've heard this no 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 no, no 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 i'm talking about the one that i would have talked about last time right, and okay. then the next two weekends to be honest haven't really been close so they're just they're just there's weird things happening inconsistent horses running so i think now the time i sort of needed to take, on a, the take a step back get on the dogs no the dogs even are getting very rough well too. the sports back but, there's afl and there's rugby league apparently but the thing is with the dogs Dogs. There seemed to be like a lot of dogs around that I knew well, and like mm. you always know there's a good cluster of dogs about I'll know about sixty at any given time. Yeah. So I can on a big night they'll all be running. But at the moment that's I don't know what's happening. They're just their their rest cycles are out of whack or something mm. like that. Not sure. I've got no news on that on our dog yet. It's uh, we're still putting the feelers out yeah. there yeah. to uh, acquire our dog. Yeah. Well, so, no, right. uh, I mean Melbourne Cup's not till November. I think we're going to struggle. Come 14, 15 months time could be there there okay. or thereabouts yeah so we'll be looking more at maybe the easter gift oh yeah that as well, well yep. australian cups sort of late january i think uh, the meadow yeah. the meadow's got three weeks of just great racing can't wait can't yeah. wait we gotta thank jack links the best beef jerky on the planet i think they're releasing their new 100 percent beef bar coming out soon it's a savory snack rob full of protein brilliant i it's look the best. forward to uh, getting into that you can get jack links from absolutely anywhere and everywhere please if you're going to consider beef jerky it's the food of astronauts get out there and make sure you buy jack links mm-hmm. all right this has been show 156 yes we've done 156 of these unbelievable it is the greatest sports radio show on the planet three 165 days of sport. We'll see you next week.